Welcome to Unwedded Guests, the podcast that teaches you about insects and other pests that may join you in and around your home. This is brought to you by Texas A&M AgriLife Extension and the Texas A&M Department of Entomology. We're your hosts, Wizzy Brown, Molly Keck, Janet Hurley, Robert Puckett. So we're going to use this first episode to have us get to know each other a little bit more, as well as you guys in our audience getting to know us. So the first thing we're going to lead off on is how we got into entomology. So Molly, let's start with you. How did you get sucked into to the bug field? I really didn't know that there was a thing called entomology until I got into college and I took a class. And I guess the rest is history. I enjoyed it and decided I was a biology major. So I took it as an elective and then um, enjoyed it and decided to double major in it and then decided to really make my dad mad and get and get my graduate degree in it um, and then got very lucky and found a job with A&M Extension. And what about you, Janet? Well, I came a, a whole different route. I actually got up my degree in um community health and actually came into entomology through the position I have um, to help schools with their IPM program. And from there, I've just kept learning over the last 20 years. So you have now been indoctrinated into the insect field. Yes, because when I find insects, no matter where, I at, where I'm at, I get really excited. And then I start <laughs> naming them. And Robert, what about you? How did you get into entomology? Well, I knew I wanted to be a biologist from a very early age, and I was very interested in becoming a herpetologist. And uh, when I was doing my, my uh, undergraduate degree, I took an upper-level ecology course that was taught by um, an entomologist, um, Dr. Tammy Cook. And um, working with her, I, I got a little excited. And then um, her husband, also an entomologist at Sam Houston State University, hired me as a student worker in his lab, um, working on insect-related projects. And I got hooked and uh, he convinced me that, uh, um, you know, if I, if I, he, he said, uh, you know what, I know you wanna be like the next Steve Irwin or whatever, but what do you call a biologist with a job? And uh, of course, an entomologist. And he was right, I've had a job since. Nice. So this just kind of uh, wraps things around. So the, the people that Robert mentioned, I actually was lab mates with Tammy Cook when I was a graduate student. So we worked in the same lab. And so she's a, a very good friend of mine. Um, I got into entomology. I was always the weird kid that liked to play with bugs. And I used to actually throw spiders at my brother when I was younger to keep him away from me. And... <laughs> I didn't know that I could do entomology, which I'm sure as most of us, I, I didn't know that that was a job that I could actually do. So when I went to uh, college, I ended up like Molly, you know, I took a class and I was like, oh, this is it. So about two weeks into class, I changed my major and, you know, it's it's been history ever since. I remember when I changed my major and I called my mom I was like, mom, mom, I changed my major. I found out what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to be an entomologist. And she's just like, what's that? It's like, it's the study of insects. And she was just like, what are you going to do with that? But, you know, it, it has totally worked out because now she sends me pictures of bugs all the time to identify. And, you know, it's, 
she has somebody, her own little personal bug identifier now. So it seems to have worked out well. So we, we all have this, this fascination with insects, um, some probably more than others. <laughs> but what, what is it that we do on a daily basis? Because, you know, like my mom said, what, what are you going to do with that? Who knows? Um, so I myself, I, I do a lot of educational programming. I do a lot of writing, talking to people, and it could be a variety of audiences. Um, so what, what does everybody's kind of general day look like, or not even a day, a month or whatever, just, you know, kind of what are the, the highlights of what you do or what excites you the most about your job? Janet, let's start with you this time. <laughs> the day in life, Janet Hurley, <clears throat> because, um, I do work primarily with school districts on their integrated pest management program, which we'll get into later, <clears throat> allows me to either solve pest problems that are unique to schools and or answer other questions. It's led to me working with pest control people. It's led me to working with people who live in apartments, who live in their homes, wherever, that trying to solve that pest problem. Because I guess what I've learned over the 20 years, because the way I came into this, I've learned that in order to solve whatever I've got going on, I've got to figure out what it is. And that's where I get excited, is I get excited when I get to solve a problem, because I'm a problem solver. All right, Molly, what, how about you? Uh, I think my favorite thing, or well, I guess day to day, my favorite thing about it is that every day is a little bit different. You know, there's always a different bug. Someone needs to identify a different season of different pests. Um, my favorite part about the job is definitely um, giving presentations and, and coming up with different topics. And um, I think that, that that's what um, I enjoy most is kind of that uh, interaction with an, with a a group of clientele. It's different now because it's very much virtual, but it's still there and very much looking forward to when I can go back to in-person things. But I'd say, um, yeah, it's, it's very, very same as you, Janet, just kind of being able to help people figure out what a problem is because, you know, not many people know. A lot of people look at something and think it's an insect and it's not even an insect. So just the fact that we look at this all day long makes us geniuses to some people sometimes when it's just a beetle and or, you know, no, that's not a bug. That's an apple seed. <laughs> so, Robert, what about you? What what do you do on a regular basis and audiences that you might work with? And what, what do you most enjoy? Yeah, so um, being based on campus, um, there's there's some parts of my my daily operations that are maybe a little different from some of y'all. So, so I interact with students daily. We've got graduate students in the lab that Dr. Varga and I co-chair, and then um, Dr. Ed Varga, who's the, um, the chair of urban entomology at Texas A&M. And so I really enjoy interfacing with students and working with students. And in fact, this has been a particularly uh, rewarding semester because I'm teaching this semester, and, and it's been really great to meet our cohort of senior students uh, in, in the department. They're pretty fantastic. Um, I love, just, just like you guys, I love solving problems. And so, so 
often when, when the weather's warm and people are seeing insects and they're sending them in for identification, like I could have spent time this morning going through envelopes that arrived, you know, uh, last week, you know, for, um, with, with specimens for identification. That's always really satisfying when you get to solve somebody's, you know, sort of problem, like what is this thing we found on the floor in our bedroom, right? Um, and, uh, you know, it's really great to get them good news, right? Um, rather than get to tell them that they've got, you know, drywood termites. Um, and then I, I spend a lot of time uh, moving around the state giving presentations. Well, of course, um, before COVID times. Those are very satisfying because we, we work with an industry, right? Pest management industry in Texas that, um, you know, they don't have a lot of resources in terms of people that are doing research and have their hands on, you know, new equipment, new materials, new insecticides. And so it's often really rewarding to get to share new information with those guys and help them in their businesses. Um, yeah, so, so I do a lot of that. And then I've, I've got a research program um, that involves a lot of uh, urban insect pests. Red imported fire ants, tawny crazy ants, some termites, some cockroaches. Um, so yeah, uh, I sort of, uh, I suppose that's uh, that's sort of a cross section of all the things that I might get to do on a daily basis. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes my my daily schedule gets overwhelmed by one or another of those things. But uh, yeah. So the the so, thing is that we like to. Uh, uh, solve problems. But Wizzy, you've always said this. I got this, I got this kind of quote or saying from you that we're like bug detectives. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's one of those, you, you definitely have to kind of think about, you know, where things are and what they're feeding on and what's the problem. And so, yeah, it's, we're, we're kind of like the Sherlock Holmes of the insect world that you've got to figure out these problems, which, you know, I love Sherlock Holmes. So, Hey, I like that analogy. <laughs> we got to make us sound cool, right? <laughs> but I do. You sometimes do feel like when you're hunting it down, okay, and I always do. I've always likened it more to inspector than yeah. medical. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. you can't, well, maybe you can't totally identify what the insect is or you don't have it in front of you. You're just going off of clues, but there's, you know, it's just someone that says, I have this thing that comes in my bathroom all the time. And if you can ask questions like, okay, do you have a, do you have a window in your bathroom? Um, you know, just do you, did you have a, a water leak or something? Is your gutter full? Sometimes you can just ask a lot of clues and you sound really smart because you can come up with the answer even without having the insect in front of you or just a description that it's little and it's black and it has legs. <laughs> And that always tells you exactly what the insect is. Those are my personal favorite. And then <laughs> since you can't figure it out from that, they give in. Uh, yeah, it flies too. <laughs> I, I didn't narrow it down. I'm sorry. You have a million <laughs> options. So Robert, you mentioned that you do research. Does anybody else have a research program? I know with mine, um, well, I do some research on things like termites and bed bugs and fire ants. I also do um, what we call result demonstrations where we're kind of showing a process of something. So it's not like hard, fast research, but it's more of a let's see how this works and kind of showing people how a, a strategy or a technique of something. I, I'm assuming that, Janet, you do some of this with your school IPM. Well, not so much with school IPM, but because that has its own, it's not so much research, it's just a flat line, this is what's needed to maintain your program. 
However, because I just happen to have an oddity and a passion for rodents, I do a lot of research in that area, especially around urban dwellings, homes, businesses, schools. And what I've been doing here lately is looking at um, technology that allows um, a pest management professional to literally know if a rodent has been next to a snap trap, a bait station, or something else that we're doing to actually monitor. Been doing that for a couple of years and it's been quite interesting because unlike insects, rodents, because they're mammals, requires a lot more thought process. Rats are diabolical and they are smart. And learning about them has de definitely put me into a, a realm of, I'm not normal, <laughs> but I love what I do when I do the rats. I mean, I've looked at cockroaches, um, I've done some termite stuff, but like I said, the rat the, the, and this technology that we're looking at using your cell phone and smartphone apps to tell you about activity is going to be a game changer in the next five years. So Molly, what about you? Do you have uh, research or are you demonstration or? I'm definitely more um, demonstration than research and um, which demonstration is usually, you know what the outcome is going to be, but you're just trying to demonstrate it to somebody so that they learn how to use that technology or can make a decision for themselves based on the results that you're doing. Um, but I'll admit, I, I research and field work are not necessarily my favorite thing to do. You guys definitely do more than I do, um, but I do a little bit. I'd much rather just talk to people. <laughs> That's fair. I, I get it. You know, I, I always personally, I like the field days because like I get to go outside and I get out of the office and there's sunshine and, you know, the only concern for me usually is, um, do I have a bathroom nearby or am I going to be why going I don't to the restroom so in the woods? <laughs> or it's just a lot. I don't know. For me, it's just stressful. It's like, do I have enough water? Do I have enough water for my volunteers? Did I bring all the materials? And then I always forget something and I have to make a, a trip to Lowe's or Home Depot. And it's just, it's just, I feel like I'm just too chaotic. I can't put myself yeah. together because I don't but do you, it probably. But you also have the, the honeybee program stuff that you do and you have field days with that. That's super cool. I, yeah, I do do that. Having field days with people to show them how to use the honeybees. And then we have some honeybee hives at our uh, San Antonio botanical gardens that are kind of a demonstration um, project. So that there's that, but I guess it's all about what you're comfortable with and what you do all the time. You know, I'm, I'm used to putting on a bee suit and doing that. So it's, I don't know, I guess I don't, um, when I think of like a, like field work, I think of we've got flags and I have to have all the stuff to put the flags in the fire ant mounds and just, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it just, I feel like that's different than messing with my bees. Sorry. Robert, what are your research projects? I know that it's going to be focused on urban pests, but uh, you know, termites and bed bugs and cockroaches and all mm -hmm. those fun things that, you know, we're going to be expanding upon in this podcast. Uh, what kind of research do you do on those? 
Well, um, most, most of the work that I do is very applied. So um, we do a lot of product testing. So um, when the pesticide manufacturers have a, a new product that they want to either, either a new product or a new active ingredient or want to add a new insect species to a label, um, we catch a lot of that work. So much of that is, is uh, laboratory in, in, in orientation. So a lot of lab trials. Um, but when we, when we start working with things like fire ants, a lot of that work takes place in the field. Um, so, um, so for instance, w w right now I'm, I'm setting up a, a couple of smallish laboratory trials to look at um, a residual insecticide and its effectiveness on red imported fire ants, tawny crazy ants and Argentine ants. Um, and then we've got a laboratory bait trial that's uh, dealing with uh, German cockroaches. Um, and then also a large scale um, fire ant field trial that we're, we're setting out this spring, um, looking at a new granular bait. Um, so, so we do a lot of, a lot of that kind of work. Um, and, and then of course, we've, we've got a, a bed bug research program. We just did some bed bug work in the, in the fall. Um, <clears throat> and then um, spiders, flies, uh, and termites. So we do a lot of a lot of termite research in this laboratory, um, not only on our, our native species of subterranean termites and drywood termites, but also invasive species uh, like the Formosan subterranean termite. And so, um, sort of a central theme in, in sort of sort of my world is I work on a lot of invasive pests. So so our our invasive ants, um, red imported fire ants, tawny crazy ants, Argentine ants, Formosan termites. Um, as well as rover ants. Um, and yeah, and actually there's a, there's a new invasive species in Texas, the white-footed ant. I, I think most of you guys have heard this story, um, but yeah, we, we confirmed uh, an infestation of those in Corpus Christi uh, last spring. So uh, this spring is going to involve some trips to Corpus to try and um, figure out where those guys are um, in, in those, those counties surrounding Corpus Christi. Those those are cute little ants. I they are know cute. that they're pests, but they are adorable. <laughs> they are they are really cute ants, and they're really um, difficult to work with in the laboratory. Remember, I told you this in case you ever start. Um, they 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 respect no gluon, and they'll walk out <laughs> of containers. And um, yeah, as, as a matter of fact, I I've done a little bit of of uh, well, I, I did a lab study for a pesticide manufacturer um, back years ago. I mean, it was probably 2010, and um, so of course we didn't have them. So I said, well, I'll find some. And I, I started calling people in Florida. Um, first our colleagues um, and, and nobody could produce any um, quickly enough. So I called some pest control companies and a guy sent me some, they were in whorls of, um, of, a, of a palm tree that he pulled off the nest inside. Anyway, there was a little note inside and he had the, a, a container that had, um, uh, it was taped around and taped shut, and there was a note affixed to the inside of the container so I would see it. It said, careful, they're hungry. <laughs> and so anyway, I dumped them into a fluon container and turned my back and turned back around, and they were running everywhere in the lab. So, so I, was, I was really concerned. We, <laughs> I was going to have accidentally released white-footed ants into uh, Brazos County, Texas years ago, but I did. We got them. Anyway, they're here, and, uh, you know, Invasive species don't tend to go away once they become established. So we're trying to keep an eye on those guys. 
anyway, yeah. So, well, I have a question about your bed bug work. So when you do bed bug studies, are you doing those in the lab or are you doing those in the field? And if you're doing them in the lab, how are you feeding them? Uh, Both actually. Um, So, so I've, in the very recent past, I've had a fairly large scale um, field project um, that involved several houses that were infested at diff- different levels of infestation. And, and of course, you, you don't have to worry about, you know, feeding those guys in the field, right? Because they've got, they've got their built-in hosts. Um, but in the lab, it's a different story. And so um, in terms of feeding bed bugs, so you remember I mentioned graduate students earlier. Um, so we just figure out which of those guys is performing the poorest and then they, That's terrible. the host. That's a joke. No, um, actually, we've, we've got a feeding apparatus. So, so we, buy, um, we buy rabbit blood and we've got this really sophisticated um, piece of equipment that circulates water through, um, uh, through these vessels against which the packets of blood are placed and, and that keeps the blood at the proper temperature. And then you introduce the bed bugs to them and they feed through a mesh. Um, so that, that's affair. similar than like the, to the flea feeding apparatus or the, I suppose so yeah kind of yeah thing? yeah yeah okay. same thing yeah yeah I remember like way way back when I was in college um we had a colony of bed bugs and mm-hmm. it would be you know the guy that ran the insectary would put them on his leg while we're sitting there eating lunch they're in a jar and he's got the pantyhose and you know this mm-hmm. was before bed bugs were even a problem anymore and it was just, I mean this was like early nineties. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just like, okay, la la la. And you know, that was normal to us. It's just like, yeah. there's nothing for you. You've got to feed them somehow, I guess. But well, you know what we do now? So we used to keep colonies in the laboratory and maintain them. And, and as you guys know, that's a lot of work. Um, so we, we sort of abandoned that because um, you kind of make the calculation. You've got somebody's somebody's working on this, just spending hours and hours a week, keeping these guys alive. We, we typically just buy them now when we need them. And um, I've always thought it would be a good um, side hustle for somebody to re- rear their own bed bugs. You know, we spend like $3 a piece on these guys. You need hundreds for these laboratory trials. So they're expensive. Wow. I, I'm going to quit this job and start a new one. Yeah. So That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, they, um, so and I'm, I'm, you guys are aware of this, too, but there's strains of bed bugs that are um, resistant to certain um, active ingredients right? classes of active ingredients, insecticides. Um, and, and so it's important to maintain that resistance. And that's sort of costly. It requires energy and, and maintenance. And so, you know, that's that's that results in a pretty high price tag per bed bug. Yeah, I don't know if the hubby would be happy with me like oh, hey, I'm going to just go to rearing bed bugs now. That that might not go over very well. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to move on to what everyone's favorite insect is. Janet, I I know that you like rats, but do you have any insects that you are fond of? Actually, I find a lot of the insects when we dive into them. So... When we're doing our training for the associate certified entomologist, I mean, I find them all fascinating because again, their life cycles, where do they come, where do they live? So ants, I mean, Robert, yeah, you do the research on red important and tawny. And then you mentioned Argentine, which, you know, 
that wasn't a big ant 20 years ago, and now it is. I did have to laugh. I was working in the yard yesterday, and lo and behold, I did come across a colony of uh, odorous house ants. And I looked down and went, oh, look. And I went, I'm not going to touch them. I'm just going to let them do their thing because they weren't bothering anybody. I mean, a, a lot of it is, you know, in the summertime, because I have a, a pond, I get dragonflies, which is not something we talk about a lot. But, you know, it's a different insect and that's cool. You know, I'm always fascinated about what I do see and what I don't see. You know, when before my... Um, before our co-worker, Dr. Mike Merchant, who was our um, tenured urban entomologist, prior to him leaving, he had got in a, a sample of red flower beetles. I'd never seen them. He gave them to me and I now, I'm growing them in a jar of flour in my office. You tell me where I went wrong. <laughs> nowhere, you went wrong nowhere. Molly, what's your favorite insect? I have lots of favorite insects. It's kind of like what what a, a category is your favorite, but I'd say um, in an urban category, just really any ants. Um, and maybe one of my favorite ones are the, I call them cheese ants. Robert, you'll probably correct me in another name for them. But when you smash them, they smell like blue cheese, just like blue cheese. It's, it's insane. And they're all over San Antonio, it seems like. So uh, the, lots of opportunities to tell people, smush that ant and smell your finger. It's going to smell like blue cheese. And they think you're crazy, but they do it. And it smells, it's it's crazy why it, that it smells like that. So I, I guess just for the story of it, that's probably my favorite urban pest. Robert, what about you? Yeah, this is a really difficult question to answer. And as an entomologist, I've been asked this question many times. Um, I probably give a different answer every time. But I was thinking like, so I really love like the idea of in, an invasive species, right? So this is one of the things that drew me to science, this idea that things show up and become pests. Um, when I was a boy, it was an invasive species of lizard, the Mediterranean gecko. Like it was blew my mind. You know, like I, I knew every species of snake and lizard, uh, you know, in, in my part of Texas where I grew up and all of a sudden, bang, there's this new thing hanging around people's windows at night, you know, and uh, that just rocked me. So, so that is, I think it's kind of kept me energized. So when I think of the, the insects I like the most, I mean, it's, you guys know I'm an ant guy, but um, I mean, I really love our invasive species and it's sort of a paradoxical way because I really, you know, I spend a lot of time and energy trying to figure out how to kill them, right? But I mean, it's, it's awesome to me that red imported fire ants can move to a new system, set up shop and just dominate. Right. I mean, I, there's, anyway, there's something fascinating to me about that. And I, I really like social insects. So I think for this, this time answering this question, I'm going to say that my favorite insect is the red imported fire ant, but I also really like um, the florid flies that attack and parasitize them. They're very cool as well. So. Yeah. See, so this is something that I love about entomologists is because it's it's fun finding out one everybody's story, but also the excitement that they have about it. I mean, I I love cockroaches. I am so passionate about cockroaches, and that's where my research was. And it's just having other people get excited about insects, and that's one of the fun things about doing things like this, you know, hoping that our audience is going to get excited 
about insects just as much as we are. You know, I'm really, really hoping that that's really going to happen. So thank you so much for sticking with us on the first episode of Unwanted Guests. It was great getting to know my colleagues a bit better, and hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well. So for more information about urban insect pests, you can go to extensionentomology.tamu.edu. Catch you next time. Thank you.